Scott and Liam versus Evil. I don't really have uh, any stories to start this episode. I guess it's been quite a boring week, I think. But what I did do was I finally watched Justice League. Um, a lot of people, I think surely the critics were saying that it was, it was rubbish and it wasn't good, but do you know what? I think they can all go and suck their own dicks because it was actually really good. There was certainly a bit in the middle that was um, quite tense. I didn't actually know what was going to happen. I mean, obviously, you know, the good guys win eventually, but I was like, I didn't know what was going to happen. And I think everybody that's just like says it's crap is obviously just a big Marvel fucking like funny get on with Marvel, you know. <laughs> I thought I was going to have something funnier to say about Marvel, but um, it's actually really quite good. Have you seen it? Uh, I have seen, I think I got to about 16 and a half minutes in, and I turned it off the same as Suicide Squad, and I was like, I'm not watching this shit. This, <laughs> this is appalling. Why? It was not appalling, it was good. I don't, I don't enjoy, I don't enjoy any of the DC films, and it's not because I want Marvel to suck my dick, or I want to suck Marvel's dick. It's just because I just can't get in it. It just Suicide Squad was just too all over the place. Too like scenes lasted about twelve seconds. I, I and it was I, straight I, to an R scene. I didn't like Suicide scene. Squad. But Justice League, I just found it so boring, and I know I should give it like gave it the benefit of the doubt, but I couldn't after Suicide Squad. So I should I should it's go back and revisit it. Movie though, it's not even like it's not even it's the same. It's the same. It's the DC universe, but it's not the same universe. But I think it it's it's daft. I I, I do think it's daft. I, I mean Aquaman, come on. Aquaman's actually quite funny. He's quite good. He's a good character, and the Flash is a brilliant character. But it was uh, it just was it was I think it was well done. There was a bit in the middle when um, Superman makes his appearance. It was a bit. I don't know if it really worked. They could have done it a wee bit better, but. Um, other than that, I thought it was fantastic. Every, every day you find an all way to disappoint me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome to episode, and on that note, welcome to episode 74 of Scott and Liam vs. Evil. I'm Liam. I am Scott. And this week it is my pick, and I chose Lake Bodom, uh, available on Shudder UK. I think it's actually exclusive to Shudder UK. Uh, it is a Finnish film from 2016. What did you think it's called? Is this your first watch or had you seen it before? I've just realised I don't finish my notes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just reading through them. I, rate, I think that's pretty much the end of the film, but I've not rated it, so I'll need to think of my rating before I get to the end of these, right? Uh, yes, this is my first watch of Lake Bodum or uh, Lake Boredom. Am I right? Am I right? No. No, no, you're not. You're wrong. <laughs> Yeah, you said this this uh, movie's finished, so that's a uh, subtitle. So cheers, Liam. One hundred percent concentration required. It's not even one of the good languages, like Spanish or French. Yo, <laughs> well, that was ridiculously offensive <laughs> to every other language in the world. I, the reason I picked it is generally because the past few in my picks, you've no actually watched, or you've watched and you can only remember the first three minutes and the last three minutes. I think I've got a problem. It's not because I'm not paying attention. I think I've actually got a memory problem. Well, we really shouldn't be doing a, a <laughs> podcast on watching films. If you've got a memory problem, then maybe we should just have a podcast where we just like just keep telling you the same stories over and over as a way to help you. That may not help me, but I certainly I'll just continue to tell the same stories over and over and you just can all get annoyed at me. 
you do that anyway. I know. But I thought I thought with this you would you would genuinely concentrate on it. You would have to watch it, and you couldn't then come in and go, "Oh, actually, I didn't really pay attention to that whole middle part." Because then you would just be admitting that you actually haven't watched it, and we could then just end this here. I have. I watched the whole thing. <laughs> Apart from the end, where you've not finished your notes. Yeah, I've just not finished my notes. I was must have been too engrossed to pay attention. <laughs> I must have been paying too much attention to the movie to read my notes. <laughs> Um, well, that must be a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so can I just can I just battle into it? Or do you want to have you got a synopsis and stuff and try and pronounce some Finnish names? Uh, we will play the trailer now. Ida, that's a uusi alku. Mikä paikka tää? The synopsis is every camper's worst nightmare came true at Lake Bodum in 1960 when four teenagers were stabbed to death while sleeping in their tent. That is not a synopsis of the film. That is, <laughs> that is literally just... Is that what the synopsis is for IMDb? That, that's it. That is not, that is what? like the, that's just the premise for getting our current people to go to the woods. <laughs> also, when when you, you, you start off with that, um, the, getting told about that, kill in the, the 1960s it says the killer is still at large I was like 1960 the killer may very well be at dead at this point not at large <laughs> and then so you get that you get that kind of first um, prologue almost of, of the 1960 kill and then it goes to a school and I'm like what, what, what year is this supposed to be the guy's got hand and neck tattoos like it's the 2010s he's listening to 50 Cent like it's 2004 and the girls at a family dinner like it's 1940 I don't know what the hell where the hell is supposed to be maybe by not knowing, maybe you're the guy that wrote that fucking synopsis for IMDb. <laughs> that guy obviously didn't know. I think so. Basically, we this the first part of the the um, story because also the the shudder synopsis says is that this guy's um, written in so many twists and turns that will keep you guessing. Well, it didn't really keep me guessing. It kept me saying, "Oh, this is what's going to happen now." Oh, right, this is what's happening now. But anyway, Are you, so you're you're saying you've seen all the twists coming? I seen. Yeah, I seen the first main twist come, yeah, and then I was like, oh yeah, that's kind of obvious. I've, I've got a note questioning the second kind of twist. I right, think. okay. Right, cool. We'll right. just, just battle in there, yeah. So we get um, these two unlikely friends. They are not friends at all. We've got hand and neck tattoos and we've got um, Michael Pitt from Funny Games wanting to recreate 
the murders from 1960. So they need to find... Uh, two birds to take into the woods to dress them up and kill them, I think, or pretend to kill them. Um, so I'm like, are these, are they idolising it? Are they copycatting it? Are they trying to do more murders? Or, you know, what is what is wrong with this? Um, it was it not just, a, it was not just like a kind of photo project that they just wanted to, to reenact it for maybe some sort of fucking... Creepy fucking sh- blank blank? Aye. Something to shock and put up on their MySpace page and be like, or look at the creepy fucking ritualistic murder photos mm-hmm. that I've taken. Exactly, MySpace page, uh, you don't know what year it is either. <laughs> it's only because my MySpace page used to be full of the pictures that I took. I never got to murder, but I was working. <laughs> you worked towards it. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was getting there, but then I, I went away from MySpace and Bebo didn't really let you upload like, dirty photos like that. So. <laughs> right, so he's. He, I think there, I think with... Judge by my notes, I think we've got the two girls. So these two girls volunteer to go into the woods, like to camp out. Um, I think they lie to them about what exactly they're going into the woods for. They didn't tell them they're going to recreate murder pictures, but they go in and I think this is they must be in, sitting in the woods or whatever. And uh, Michael Pitt is telling, I believe her name is Ida. Ida, I think, is is our kind of main character. Yeah. Um, he's telling her the new. He's showing her the news report from the nineteen sixty murders, and she's like, "I remember this." It's like how. Who the fuck does she remember 1960? She was, she's clearly only about 20 as it is now, even if that. She's supposed to be in high school, so she's only 18 at the most, and it's clearly in the 2000s. How the fuck does she remember 1960? And then she goes, because. It's, you know, and then she goes, it says so right here. I said, so she doesn't remember then. She just read it with the fucking paper right in front of you, right there in front of me. I think they would remember it because I don't know of any other Finnish horror films. There are probably some out there. And people can tell me what they are, but I don't remember ever watching a Finnish horror film. And the actual Blake Bodum murders are still unsolved, and it's such a huge thing in Finland that even no matter when you were born, you'd still know about them. What, that's a real thing? So, yeah. What, in real life? That's, yeah, that's what the band Children of Bodum are named after. What, in our, our real life? It's a real life thing? And, and, and who else is fucking real life? Yes, <laughs> like the, ca- like the character's real life. Like, are we talking? No, are we actual actual real life? And in, in in our planet Earth, two thousand and eighteen, the Lake Bodum murders were a real thing. What? Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Do you do any fucking research for this, <laughs> nope. this show? Of course not. At all? <laughs> uh, yeah, it was nineteen sixty, I think. Uh, two girls two boys were camping at Lake Bodum and like the day or a few days after it must be the, the morning after three of them were found dead and one was alive but like kind of like really badly fucked up on top of the tent and they've still never found out who they were what's that killer's killer killed, killed, who, who killed they them. don't even know who the people yeah. were they know who the people were right. sorry they, they don't know who the killer was the killer's still the killer, yeah the killer took the keys for all their motorbikes uh, but didn't take the motorbikes and the guy who was still alive they found his shoes like a wee bit awake and a buried somewhere so he wasn't wearing any shoes but then in 2000 and the bleh like maybe 2000 between 2003 and 2007 i think they he got arrested for the murders but the then shoes. get released no, for the murders. Oh, right. See, that's what I was going to say. Like, he's probably <laughs> killed his three pals and fucked himself up. 
well, he did for a year. He was remanded in custody, but then they let him go and then paid him like a fucking exuberant fee because obviously they kept him in jail for a year and they couldn't, like, he either didn't do it or they couldn't find it. Nah, do it given the Scottish verdict, it was not proven. He doesn't say he didn't do it. But it does sound because apparently his girlfriend was the one that was really properly, like, brutally stabbed and bludgeoned and the other two were just kind of a little bit stabbed and bludgeoned. So it definitely (laughs) Uh, was him then. And his jaw was broken and I think at a point the police started to believe that he had got into a fight with another guy, get his jaw broke and then because he kind of went a bit mental just started stabbing fuck out everybody. Yeah, I'd probably believe Which that. to me, yeah, that that's what I'd believe but I'm not mentioning his name because if you, you get a big massive, <laughs> yeah, but if you get a big massive payout, uh, there's a good chance that by saying that he did it then we would also get sued. So yeah, because we're we're, we're, we're we're creeping up the listens and the exposure, so we don't actually want to get in the faces of people who could actually sue us. So yeah, or murderers, or murderers. Yeah, that's probably more more important. <laughs> so the murders that they're in this movie, that is why it tells you that at the start of the fucking film, Scott. But did, I know, but I thought that was <laughs> exposition. I don't think that was actually true life, real life stuff. No, no, it, it genuinely is. So the murders that they're trying to recreate did happen, and it's still Finland's biggest unsolved kind of. Homicide. Wow, so Mass this, this movie's uh, pretty disrespectful then. Uh, is it disrespectful? They're just making fun of the murders. They're not making fun of well, it. They, can, they are they pointing are. out there. Well, they're not. It's probably disrespectful to watch a fucking film and no read the start bit and realise that the murders actually happened. Aye, but how was I supposed to know it was real life? Because it tells you. It tells you in 1960 these murders happened. Aye, so what? It tells me that at the start of like, some of the movies as well. Like, Tell me that at the start of Independence Day. I don't think it does. <laughs> I'm now, after this, I'm going to go and watch Independence Day and I'm going to fucking film the first three minutes and if it doesn't say, by the way, this happened in such and such a time, I'm just going to come round to your house and I'm going to slap you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm going to film it, but I want to film it to prove to you that it didn't happen and then I can slap you. Maybe I've got a different version. Anyway, um, <laughs> so so uh, they're going to their camp at the woods and uh, Michael Pitt tells his tattooed party to loosen the girls up or something. He says, oh, it's fine. I got some drugs or like he, he shows a wee bag. It's a tiny wee bag, but it's the colour. It's like, it looks dark. I'm like, what, what drug did he get? It, it looks like weed. Enough for like one joint. I'm like, slow down, guys. You might hurt yourselves there. <laughs> I think it was weed. Aye. Um, so maybe, anyway, really, maybe, maybe finish weed's really strong. Maybe. <laughs> So, this is when our main girl starts to slightly talk about something horrible that happened to her. We don't know what it is yet, but they keep saying, oh, it was horrible what happened to you and all the rest of it. So, she's talking to Michael Pitt and kind of just like saying to him how, like, she says, I, I'm, I'm so happy I survived. I haven't been able to go anywhere since. And I'm like, I'm very good, except in the woods with two random guys. Fucking idiot. <laughs> and then he's like, try, he tries to get into the tent or he tries to, like, like, I don't think he's even got to try and bang her, but he's like, let's go to sleep. And she's like, hold on, I need to go wash myself. And she goes, don't like to start washing herself. I mean, who the fuck? Is she, who's been camping? Have you been camping before? Do you just fuck off out of the lake and start washing your tits? I don't. I don't know about you. But I was like, fuck hell. And it's like, and then the other guy tattooed. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I have photo evidence of us camping and you being naked, washing yourself 
with a milk carton it's, or full of water. That that was a different situation and you know that. <laughs> but who has been camping I was and covered, goes away and washes himself? I was, you? I was covered in free liquid. I needed to wash it off me. <laughs> It, it, it just it still, still happens it just seems really weird that she just went to the lake to just rub cold lake water on herself you know but no, she wasn't just rubbing cold lake water on herself she was washing herself she was washing her side bibs <laughs> and then that's why the boy with the tattooed hands was spying on her or he was going to brush his teeth but he just happened to go and brush his teeth at the same see they're, they're doing a lot of stuff that you just don't do camping you just you take an apple so you don't brush your <laughs> what, teeth brush your teeth aye <laughs> <laughs> That's why every festival we've ever been to, you are fucking stinking. Because <laughs> you don't, you don't want, you apparently don't think it's right to wash or brush your teeth. And what the fuck was that about an apple? <laughs> that you eat that rather than brushing your teeth? Yeah, well, do you think cavemen used to do? That's not, oh, did cavemen eat apples to brush their teeth? That's not science. That's science. That's not science. And also you can wash it, you can wash your body with baby wipes. Right, so from now on, for t- start from tomorrow morning do not brush your teeth just only eat an apple in the morning and at night and see how quickly Lorne tells you to fucking go and brush your teeth <laughs> see the thing is though it's like obviously it, brushing your teeth is better now but when you didn't have a toothbrush eating apples like as close as you can get but why wouldn't you have a toothbrush if you were going camping <laughs> just, You're just to imagine a, a world where t- toothbrushes don't exist I but we're not in that world, so we don't have to think about that. See, this is why your imagination is terrible. Imagine a world where apples don't exist. How do you brush your teeth if toothbrushes don't exist as well? Yeah, you don't need to think about it because it's not fucking... It doesn't happen. It's a stupid hypothetical question. Just brush your teeth. Like a plum, maybe? A plum? Right, anyway. A plum. A plum. I don't... Hold on. A plum. I don't think you'd be able to <laughs> brush your teeth hygienically with a plum. A pear, then? Doesn't work. It's I'd eat one of the um, dentist sticks chews that my dog's got. <laughs> the minty ones, or no, no, the beefy ones. So in this world, toothbrushes don't exist, but dentist sticks do. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a beauty of imagination. You can just make it up as you go along, just like this movie did. It's twists and turns. <laughs> right. There's a scene here where they wake up while camping in the woods, right, and and they hear something, someone outside. I'm like that's actually quite scary. Like that would actually be quite scary. If you're if you're in the, in, fully in the woods, you're not in a campsite. You're fully wild camping, and you, in the middle of the night you hear something. You don't know what it is. Just see that zip in the tent open to have a look. That's that's a scary, you know, point to cross. Like to get to the door and open it. Yeah, I, I get that. At, at festivals, everything feels like it's happening right outside your tent. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. And no matter how far away the noise is, it does feel like it's literally at the door. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I agree with that. <laughs> so imagine being in the woods where there's not meant to be anybody. That would be fucking terrifying. Yeah, surrounded by people that haven't brushed their teeth <laughs> and are just eating fucking apples. Right. Be stinking. <laughs> <laughs> right, so um, the la- the short-haired lassie, I, I can't remember her name is, Nora. Nora goes for, yeah, no. goes for a pee, yeah. right? She goes like this is like why in these movies why do these movies people go so, so damn far away to go for a pee? Like, literally just go behind one tree, sing a song so we can't hear it hitting the floor. You know what I mean? Like she's literally running about fifty feet away into the middle of the woods. Like you know what? Find your way back again. Maybe she's just shy. I also know that you like to go far away when peeing. 
Aye, but not that far away. <laughs> there's a there's a there's a there's a limit to cross. <laughs> she crossed it. <laughs> there's a limit to how far you can go away when needing a pee. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> right. So this is when we get the first um, kind of shift in, in events. Uh, Michael Pitt is crawling outside the tent. He's, he's crawled outside the tent to see the other ones that woke up in the tent washing the side boobs and Michael Pitt woke up in the tent hearing something outside. So he, he went outside to try and see what it was and he comes crawling back in so he's he's like doggy style on it. He's, his ass is sticking out the tent and his head's in the tent and uh, he's talking to um, side boobs. And <laughs> Ida. Ida. And, and Michael Pitt's name's uh, Atta? Atty? Atty. A-double-T-E. And he's not played by Michael Pitt just in case anybody's listening to this thinking... Have I watched the right movie? Because Michael Pitt's not. No, he isn't. But he, he looks like Michael Pitt. He's the finished Michael Pitt. Um. <laughs> so then he's telling. So this is when we get a bit more. So basically, what we're finding out is that either is um this is a uh, side boobs. You find out that she somebody stalked her and took naked pictures of her and then sent them about the school or something. And everybody had seen them, so she was like kind of getting bullied and 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 like harassed about these pictures. And basically, Michael Pitt was alluding to say that he knew who took the pictures. Um, I think, did he even say that he'd seen them? I don't know. No, he didn't say that. But he, he alluded to that he perhaps seen them. He alluded that he perhaps knew who took them. Mm-hmm. Which actually, now that I've seen the whole film, doesn't make sense. But it, it kind of does because he doesn't... He, he says he knows about them. Like, or he knows who... who air quotes took the pictures as if he was maybe going to reveal exactly what the hand tattoo boy revealed later on right so basically at this point I was like because he, right, he was about to say something and then he gets killed and so yeah. we, we have to assume that Elias took them who is hand tattoo boy and I said or maybe even Nora who is um, short haired like can I say lesbian I'm not being thingy she is a lesbian isn't she yeah she's a lesbian right <laughs> Um, you you can't say it though. I can't say it. No, that's right because that's not no, who she no. is. That's just partly her. That's not actually who she is. Right? That doesn't define her. Okay, sorry, sorry, lesbians. Um, right. So I so he gets totally stabbed in the back, right? And then she's just like looking. At that's me. more offensive because it came from a boy who doesn't fucking brush his teeth with <laughs> anything but an apple. <laughs> this is no. This is just what you can do. This is bushcraft. It's not what I, I do all the time. I've got really good dental hygiene. <laughs> um, the thing is, you, you're prepping and real world are kind of mixing too much just now <laughs> where I do actually think that your bathroom is just a series of apples lined around the sink although you don't even need to brush them uh, in, in the sink I suppose if you're just eating apples that's it so you, you, can do it on, you can do it on the move so it's all good <laughs> um, you can technically brush your teeth on the move aye but it's, it's inconvenient <laughs> this the okay. next scene after, after Michael Pitt gets killed um, we then see Nora. She's running. Does, does Ida scream? Is she running back to get Ida? And then Elias just comes yeah. out of nowhere and a full on rugby tackles. I was like, why the fuck would you full on rugby tackle a bird in the dark woods? The thing is, you don't even know where you're going to land. You could land on a, on a, on a heavy branch and stab the twoies. Do you know what I mean? It's a real serious coincidence. And the rugby tackling bit is a bit daft because if, if you're. If your female friend is run running like panicked through the woods, yeah, you should maybe just like approach her cautiously. Follow her and see where she's running to, because clearly she's running to where the screams came from. So you'd obviously assume that he could have heard them as well. 
Although I think if I was in the woods and I heard a scream, I would probably run away from it. So I would do the opposite in aura. I would run away and just leave whoever was screaming to continue screaming. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, he probably shouldn't have rugby tackled her. That was a that was a silly move. So they get up and they they reach Ada who has got Michael Pitt outside the tent lying on his back. He's still alive, but he's choking to death on his own blood. He's dying. He's ready to go. And he tells him to, to go. He tells him just to get the fuck out of there. And they all decide that actually that is, that is the best course of action. It's probably the most logical decision. Leave the pal that's fucked up and going to die to get a head start on the escape. They never really do that in movies. They always have somebody try and carry the body out or stay with them until they're definitely dead. But I thought it was... It's, as much as a hard decision to make, it's definitely a logical decision because you'd be like, I, I can't do anything for you here at all. I'm sorry about that, but see you. I, I think if you'd built up like a, a relationship or a connection with them, though, it would be quite hard to fully accept that you're going to just leave them there and let them die. Yeah. It's different when, I think it's different when they're actually dead because I, you now definitely can't do anything. Yeah. But if you leave them when they're dying, there's always going to be that thing in the back of your head that, shit, what if they actually survived and then they were eaten by a bear? It's true. <laughs> Not that that particular thought, but like you, you maybe think, oh, I could have done something. I shouldn't have left them there. Because then their last, what they last see before they die is their friends fucking off. You know, I, I totally get what you're saying, but my next note is, uh, is after Nora falls, is there's always someone that fucking falls. Leave her and all. So I think I'm just, <laughs> I think I'm just leaving everybody in the woods, man. I'm just going to, I'm Forrest Gumping it right over there. <laughs> it's the doomsday thing. You're still thinking about uh, preserving yourself. Yes. But, but this isn't an end of the world situation. This is just pals camping and, ho- oh my God, somebody's dead. I think, I think you're too kind-hearted. I think you would you would meander and wait to see if you could help as well. That was a, that was a kind of compliment to Oh, you. thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's, there must be a, a quote coming up soon where they're talking about her pictures again, it's the, the naked pictures, and she says, uh, everyone's seen them. I'm like, uh, I have not <laughs> Right. Did you want to, though? Of course you did. Mm. She is a babe. Yeah. <laughs> just try, try, you know, just um, pick my words, you know. Um, right, I, it's alright. It's alright to offend the uh, the lesbian community, but saying that you'd like to see her naked pictures because she's a babe is offensive. Um, yeah, well, it's just like I, I'm fed up of offending people, you know. I just want to make everybody. It's happy. really offensive because she's not real. So we're not actually saying, "Oh, we want to see naked pictures of this real young girl." We're just saying. If we were in that movie, she had naked pictures, we would like to see them because she's attractive. Yes. <laughs> right, I figured it out. Right, this is when the, the first twist gets shown. I figured it out when uh, Ida and Elias, so that's um, side boobs and tan tattoos, were talking maybe three minutes before uh, Nora the Lesbian stabbed them. I said, still 40 minutes to go though, so not sure where it's going now. So basically, it's it's implied that Elias is the guy who took the pictures of Ida, and they knew that the two boys, the Elias hand tattoos and Michael Pitt, were trying to get two girls out in the woods. So they knew what they were volunteering for when um, they they asked to go out in the woods, and that's why they went to the woods because they had an ulterior motive to kill the two boys. 
um, in while they were camping to get them back for taking the pictures of Ida in the nude. And um, yeah, because I think Elis was kind of, what was he saying to her? He was kind of apologising or got to tell her? What was he got to tell her? I, I, did he not say that he knows that there were no pictures? He knows that people were just saying that and that he really liked her. But I don't actually, I don't, I don't know what his big reveal was apart from I, there I, are no pictures of you. Yeah, or certainly there's none that he took because I don't think we get the full yeah. reveal that there were, spoiler alert, there was no pictures until later on. But um, I so he was just kind of saying that he definitely didn't do it. And then Nora. Unless he was going to, he was maybe going to reveal that he thought it was Nora because nah. she was basically the instigator of every single rumor. Yeah. Yeah. But just to skip back a bit, before the twist, did if you said you kind of seen it coming, did the wee red heron not get you the fact that Ida was in the tent when, as you call Michael Pitt, gets stabbed, but the next scene it cuts to Nora in the woods still looking for hand tattoo. And it kind of threw me off where I, I thought it was going to be the lassies. But then when that happened, I was like, well, it definitely can't be because she's in the woods still looking for hand tattoos and somebody's just stabbed him. I thought I had wrote a note about it, but yeah, that's, that's like later on when you find that reveal out, I was like, I should have noticed that because that didn't make sense. That that scene between between him getting stabbed to cutting back to them, her getting rugby, rugby tackled behind tattoo, that didn't make sense. But for some reason... I didn't, I didn't click it at the time. Yeah, I, I just thought it was a, the natural progression of the film. It then cut to them in the woods. Mm-hmm. So they've got, so now they've got the two boys dead and they, this is the plan. So they strip off some of their clothes and they put on yellow overalls, right? And then they get these yellow overalls, fucking mock it with blood. Like, like fucking, I don't know what the hell they're doing. They're literally fucking so mock it with blood. It's unreal. Um, they said something about, this is this is when they, um, they put the two bodies in body bags and then they tie them to rocks and chuck them um off the off like the side of the, the thing the cliff into Lake Bodom. And they moan about how they could no earlier on in the movie they had said how they can't drive and something they need the boys to take them home eventually because they can't drive. And then they get in the car and I'm like, Alright, so they actually can't drive then. That's not that wasn't lies. They actually can't drive. But this is when they jump in uh, to the car and realise that there is uh, no keys in the car. And I was like, this is good, good job, good. This is another thing that's good about this movie. Right? Maybe it's because it's finished and it's not American, but it's good job that Elias had the keys, the hand tattoo had the keys, because I hate that trope. I'd never leave my keys anywhere other than my pocket. It also makes no sense, as my house keys are also in the key ring, so if I left them in the car, I wouldn't get in the house. So daft. I hate that trope. <laughs> so, one point to Lake Bodom. So this is obviously then they realise that shit, <clears throat> we can't drive, because they had a whole plan about how they had to drive the Elias' car back in the dark and then get home before anybody woke up in the morning so that they could like claim it wasn't, like they had nothing to do with it. So they now need the car keys, so what are they doing? They're going to swim into Lake Bodom and swim down, and say, but you've got to assume this Lake Bodom is deep enough to hide a few bodies in and she's trying to swim down to them, no chance. One point off of Lake Bodom. <laughs> Okay, uh, I logically it doesn't make sense, but I don't think it deserves a point deducted because it is a film. It is not real life. <laughs> but okay. Now I have I've I've got something written here. Why would you be helping her, Nora? If only you had seen the pics. She has another motive. Now I don't know what that means. I uh, I never know what any of your notes mean. 
this must be this is this must be the uh, the kind of reveal. This is must be like her her flashing back through. Remember, you get a flashback to them in the school, and she's telling about the rumor. So basically, this is when. No, that's after after she gets the keys and she gets in the car. Is that where you are? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They've got the keys. I. I. Uh, somebody manages to swim down and hit the body and get the keys out the pocket and swim back up and everything's fine. Thumbs up. Aye. That's when Ida then starts telling Nora that hand tattoo said there were no pictures and Nora's like no there definitely was pictures and she said well let me see them and she went no yeah you can't you, you shouldn't see them that they're they're like horrible it would just that's that's you. right that's what it is you wouldn't be able to handle it I was thinking what the fuck was she doing because I'm like she's really realistically a stalker outside the window is going to get a picture of you changing like you know coming out the shower and taking your towel off and then putting your pajamas or your clothes on she's going to get boobs and maybe some bush if you've got it this she's like you won't be able to handle it she must have been fucking getting up to some right fucking weird coat hanger hairbrush cucumber <laughs> stuff you know what I mean but, but to be honest they can only take pictures of you doing something that you know you've done so you would be able to handle it because at any point even if it was uh, photos of you putting your full fist up your arse you know you've put your full fist up your arse at one point so if you see a picture of it you're going to be like well, that was a good time. <laughs> that was a good time. I'm raging at somebody to get a picture of it. But you can handle it because you've done it. It's not like you're going to look at the picture and then go, I've never put my fist up my ass. That upsets me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, how, I'm how, a, how I'm have you made me do this? <laughs> yeah. So it, it, her argument should have just been, well, no, because anything they took a picture of, it's my tits, it's my, it's my bush. I know what I've been doing. So of course I can fucking handle it. Yeah. But she just says, okay, so there are no photos. And then you can tell she's not believing it. And that's when you start getting a flashback of Nora just kind of watching her, like, in the gym and just, like, just being a distant lesbian. This is when we As get in, the... Uh, a lesbian from afar. Tits. Yep. Some tits in the change room in the background. Yep. Score point for Lee Bodum. There's a, that's the scene where <laughs> three guys just run through the lassie's change room. And I thought that's actually that's quite offensive. Like if that actually ever happened, that's such an invasion invasion of privacy. It's unreal. Obviously, I know it's a movie, and that's but that's the but they, those are the guys that should be murdered. <laughs> what just for running through a girl's changing? Yeah. Room? See, I don't, I don't know. Back back in the day in school, I don't think like if somebody said, "Oh, I dare you to run through a girl's changing rooms," I don't think AMD would be all up in arms about how that was a disgusting idea. I think times are different now. Tips. Obviously, it should it shouldn't happen, and I get that. But growing up, would you have thought, "Oh my God, that is something that we definitely can't do"? If somebody said, "Right, I dare you guys to run through the girls' changing rooms," I definitely wouldn't have done it. I wouldn't have done it, but probably because at school I was a shitbag. <laughs> I wouldn't have liked to feel like I I deserve to be murdered. But I don't think running through a changing room like really quickly makes you. Uh, gets you into a category where you deserve to be murdered. Yes, yes, it does. You, you, you don't, you don't deserve to see boobs. You earn the right to see boobs. But so, it's, uh, so yeah. you, the boobs don't. The boobs choose to see you. You don't choose to see the boobs. That's how it is. But see, I would, I would think, kind of back in school, I would think the girls' changing rooms would be exactly like the guys' changing rooms. We were all getting changed like really nervously under towels because we all don't want to show each other like our little junks. 
I think the girls would be the same. So I don't actually think you'd, you'd get to see anything. And yeah, I said little junks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't. I think you'd run through it, and it would just be like girls all screaming, but they'd all still have clothes on. So I don't think it would be as bad. Like, I'm not condoning it. And obviously, if you're at school, don't fucking run through <laughs> girls' changing rooms. I because there's that good uh, Scottish tweet that um, that sums up put my my PE experience brilliantly. Mind in high school when you used to go for double PE, then strut straight out in your clays and go straight to like a period of maths. How weird was that? Do you think we even had showers in our, our school? I know we had, we had showers, but they were always reeking of piss. <laughs> <laughs> like literally in a school, had many many toilets. It, everyone just pissed in the shower, and it was fucking disgusting. And then it was like a foot bath. Like we had a swimming pool in our school. I, I say swimming pool. It was like a fucking. It looked like an algae pond. In fact, I think it was actually piss in that as well. And then you, there's a foot bath between the pool and the showers, and people used to piss in that. Literally, my school was just covered in piss. It was horrible. This is pretty rank. I was going to say, like, oh, you had a fancy school because you had a swim pool, but no, you didn't actually sell it to me nicely there. <laughs> it was made to be a fancy school, but it was not. Just people pissing everywhere. It's probably why I tried to find solace in the girls' changing rooms because I thought <laughs> at least they'll not be clatty. They'll not be pissing up and down the walls. <laughs> right, um... I went commando in maths once because I jumped in at the swimming pool and I forgot that I had my box. See, because I was nervously getting changed in the changing room, I'd forgot to take my boxers off before I put my swimming shorts on and I jumped out of the pool and I was like, oh shit, I have made a grave error. So I had to go into mass and then the rest of the day, bollock naked. Well, not bollock naked, but full commando. And it was a glorious day. Like, I just felt, I felt so free, but I didn't have enough balls to then just start doing that, just as a matter of course. Because you only did a little junk back then? Yeah. Like, it, it, it was fine having to do it, by accident because needs must when you're when your boxes are wet you, you need to take them off but to actually then get up in the morning and say i'm not gonna put pants on today i just i wasn't quite there yet now i go commando all the time i'm <laughs> absolutely fine with it but back then nah man right so they they finally they've got the keys and they're driving back um and then this is i obviously so nora's told Eddie that there's no pictures and she made it all up because she fancies and she wants to lay out where so they are like raging. Um, no, no. Is this is this when Nora said, uh, "Yeah, the driving back and says, give me your knife." And she says, "I don't have a knife." He says, "Well, what did you use to kill Michael Pitt?" He says, "I didn't kill Michael Pitt. I thought you killed Michael Pitt." And you're like, "What? What?" You're like, "What's going on?" And then um, this is when you think, "Oh, fucking hell!" So here's another twist. But is this before or after they start fighting each other? Yeah, it's. After this, oh no, it's, no, it you get that kind of you get that twist because then Nora like punches Ida in the face with like a with a knife or with a bit of wood, like a bit of metal or something. She busts all her nose open. I see. I thought she was actually just, I thought she was just punching her. It's quite, it's quite dark. Yeah. Anyway, she she hit, she hits Nora in the face with an object. Be it her hand or be it... No, 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 Nora hits Ida in the face. I thought Ida hit Nora. No, 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 Nora, Nora uh, bursts open side boobs face. Then I kind of, if I can't have you, nobody can kind of attack, I think. Is that not after... I, we need to start actually watching these fucking films, man. 
<laughs> this is when this is when they start this is when they start fighting each other while they're driving, right? And this is the one of my my questions. So they start fighting each other. So Ida kind of jumps on like over and leans into you, like Nora starts punching her the rest of it, and then you just see these different scenes of the car like speeding up, swerving all over this back country road. I'm like, okay, I get it. He's are he's are stressing about and like fighting that, but Nora could just take a foot off the accelerator, could have a have a scrap, and then go back to driving. Like, don't. Why the hell are you putting your foot down when you're getting attacked? I get it, you're like, your adrenaline and all the rest of it, but take your foot off the accelerator. <laughs> you're, just, you're just adding problems to right now, but you've already got like two or three problems right now. You've got 99 problems and the bitch is one, right? <laughs> Don't add another, but take your foot off the accelerator. <laughs> Fair point. And uh, then this is when they, they crash off the side of the road and they're arguing with each other. Or is this is this when they say, give me your knife? And then they're like, oh, I didn't have a knife. Or well, who killed who killed Michael Pitt and then they see the lights coming up in front of them yeah that's exactly like, what it is fuck off is that the actual Lake Bodum guy now so he was at large and he's still alive and he comes up he chaps the window does he even speak to them no he just chaps he chaps the window and he shines a light in them on both of them and she's like why is shine that fucking light out my eyes that's what you would say a big fucking crazy creepy guy who just happens to happens on you in the middle of the woods and he, he attaches his tow truck to their car and then pulls them out and then just fucking speeds up to fuck. And that's quite kind of scary and quite kind of cool as well, although theoretically not possible because the car that's getting towed is steering during the stunt sequence. Uh, In real life, that car would just be like straight off the road at that speed. Unless one of the girls is steering it because they know it'll just crash off the road. So maybe like they're clinging on for dear life and like try to steer the car. Well, they are trying to climb out the doors, which get bashed off by the trees, so then they try to climb out the boot. And it made me think of um, Beavis and Butthead, I think it's Do America, when he's like, when they're trying to jump out the, the boot of the car they're, they're stuck in, he's like, just run really fast when you hit the ground. <laughs> and I think that's all you need to do. You can jump out a moving car. Yeah. <laughs> science, science again. Science, yeah. All they would have to actually do is just apply the brake. Because if they apply the brake... It would eventually slow down the car tone enough that they could actually then jump out and get away. Yeah. Basically, just before they jump out, the Lake Bodum guy manages to like flip the car like ten times over, and I'm like, I'm like, are they both still in the car after that? It's like, I right. She, Ida Sideboob was hanging out of the boot. Like she was literally like one foot out of the car, and it gets flipped over ten times. She's getting thrown. People get thrown. Like out of cars when they got a seatbelt on, she's getting flung right out of that car. But no, they're both still in it. It lands upside down. <laughs> and then this is where my notes end. So, uh, so what happens next? So he takes the two of them out. He right, takes, you talk me through the end. He then takes the two of them out, and you see them. They're sitting kind of by the lake, and the underwear that the guys had at the start to try and kind of. Recreate the murders. Yeah, recreate the kind of pictures of the murders. So they're sitting there with bags over their heads. He takes the bags off, and their their mouths are like glued. I think it's glue. They're glued oh, shut. Yeah, yeah, I see. Yeah, like glue. Yeah, like some kind of like industrial glue or wood glue or something. Yeah, and then the guy is he basically kind of like picks them up, kind of swings them over his shoulder, and takes them to the tent and puts Ida in, and she's like kind of covered in blood and. St- try to scream but obviously her mouth she can't open her mouth and she is in the tent with dead Michael Pitt not Michael Pitt 
and it's basically like the this guy is fucking recreating the Lake Bodom. So I don't know if it's meant to be that this is the the original Bodom killer or this guy's just recreating it. The way that the boy mm. was trying to do it at the start. Like a kind of double twist. Right. Uh, and then they basically get found and there's a, a kind of a narration over the top where it talks about how they've never they never found the giant and the dog and there never was a giant dog it was her that did it and she just couldn't really she couldn't come to terms with what she'd done so she'd made this kind of fantastical story which I think could be wrong because it was a good few weeks ago well in fact it was probably a month ago I watched this last now uh, she was like kind of put in a home or something as if it was made to be that she's crazy and she's the one that actually did all the killings and that's what the kind of narrator guy is telling all the other kids at the lake, and then it ends. Oh yeah, that's right. Because she, um, so what happens to Nora again? Does Nora get killed? Nora is also there, yeah. And I think the guy then murders her before he puts her in the tent. Just like, it's be- throws it, does he throw it in the lake or something? No, does he just throw it in the tent? I can't actually remember, but I think he kills her because obviously there has to be three dead and one survivor to recreate the killings. Yeah. So, and for some reason, but some reason, uh, side boobs ends up on her own doorstep. So that would that would potentially assume that she she was all to blame. But then that's what the that's what the narrator guy is basically saying that she made up this story about there being a giant and a dog, as if all that end bit was made up. It was actually her that killed them. It was her that then killed Nora, and she just. She then realised what she'd done, couldn't come to terms with it, and just made up this kind of fantastical story. Yeah. Which I don't think... I like that. I don't think that's meant to be the case. I think it's meant to be that, no, this guy actually was there. But I suppose you probably could look at it in a way that, oh, shit, maybe it just was... Maybe it was either. Maybe they crashed the car, and then she got found, and then she ended up home. So Nora's just dead at the fucking... at the side of the road, and the two guys are dead back at the tent. Possibly. Yeah. You could, you possibly. could look at that. I don't think that is what you, how you're meant to take it, but you, we, we, never, yeah, I think, we, I, we never understand I, films, so no. think what you want. I think in this one, I think you're supposed to take it like it's shown. I think the guy's supposed to exist. Mm-hmm. But that's so, and then that's obviously, that's where the movie ends with the next kind of group of people like going out to the lake and saying, like, this is Lake Bodom, and then I think they hear something again or something along those lines to make you think, oh, they, they, yeah, the killer is still out there. Um, so it's it's all right, you know. It's it's actually it's probably better than all right. It was quite a good movie. Um, the twists kind of worked, but they kind of also didn't as well. Um, I think, like, okay, I didn't realize it was a real life crime, but having it in the sixties and then setting it in the two thousands, it just meant to me the killer wouldn't still be about. Like, okay, maybe he was twenty in the sixties and he'll now be in his fifties, sixties now. So it is possible, but I don't know. It's a bit. Fantastical I, for me, but I don't, but, I don't, I don't think they're meant. I don't think the killer's meant to be the original killer. I think that's like, that's the boy's impression that oh maybe the killer's still there. I think it's just meant to be that no, there is just a guy that's actually killing, and that's just an odd twist. I don't think it's meant to actually be the original Bodom killer. Right. Well, either way, it was it was still it was quite a an enjoyable movie. Um, probably one that I probably wouldn't have watched if it wasn't for for you picking it, and I will have to give it um, a, a strong 
very, very strong six side boobs out of ten. Any side boobs, good side boob. So six yeah. strong ones is good. I thought there's a part of me that thought you would actually like really like this. I thought you would have gave it a kind of really strong seven or even an eight. I was going to go seven there, but I thought I'll just I just went six. Uh, I really enjoy it, although I can't remember the end part of it. Uh, I love all things kind of Scandinavian. So when I seen it was a Finnish horror film, I was like, I genuinely don't think I've ever seen a Finnish horror film. So I checked it out. And I did, like you at the start, I thought, oh, there's so many tropes, this is just going to be a run-of-the-mill slasher, I know what's happening. And I thought, yep, okay, right, the girls are going to do it. I didn't then see the kill, or the, the kind of twist at the end, where it is an actual killer, although it does make sense because, well, who did kill Michael Pitt? Uh, so that, that got me the kind of double twist thing. I always enjoy that because I'm st- I I look at what's right in front of me, so I when I kind of see the first twist coming, that's it. It then comes and I'm like, all right, cool, and I don't ever expect a second twist. So that one did get me. I think the acting was fucking really on point. The dialogue between the characters was really believable because they were just like, all right, for <laughs> they all seemed a bit older than they were meant to be, but the the, the dialogue was really kind of believable. The cinematography was stunning. It really makes Finland look like fucking brilliant. And I didn't read any IMDb reviews to find out that they had maybe filmed this somewhere else. In case some of the Finnish folk are raging like the Swedish folk were raging after the ritual was filmed in Romania. Uh, so cinematography was stunning. The soundtrack I really liked. I thought it was really, really good. And I also enjoyed the poster for it. So Lake Bodom, for me... I'm going to watch it again because I want to see that end part because there is a there's a bit I've missed or have totally forgot. Uh, I give it an eight out of ten. Wow! So it's a good score. So there you go. I want to see more Finnish horror. Let's let's, let's do it, Finland. Is is there more Finnish horror? Is there a, like a Wikipedia page? I literally have no idea. Again, yeah. we should probably research this before we start recording. But life, yeah, we can we can investigate this. <laughs> life is a fucking whirlwind right now, man, and I have had no time for that. So I will look at it. And if people are listening, and they're like, "Oh my god, I can't believe you forgot about blah," like the the most famous Finnish horror, then please by all means tell me what it is because I want to watch it. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, what else have you been up to? Just, just work, 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 work. Pretty much. I, I started them um, swimming. That was quite fun. As in, for the first time in your life, or just like as a hobby? No, for 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 the first time in about in, in a in a bunch of years. Uh-huh. Whereabouts? Uh, just as a leisure centre up the road for me. Uh-huh. So I went, I went, uh, I went twice in two days. Obviously, I can't go during work because it it opens too close to the start of my shift and it shuts too close to the end of my shift so I need to go on my days off so I went my two days off there I'm going to go on Saturday morning first thing and try and keep it up as much as possible I uh, we went about 10 o'clock I think it was on Tuesday and uh, it, it wasn't too busy but it, there was quite there was, there was a couple of kind of lanes off like laned off parts so for lane some so around there there's a couple of people there's maybe like three four people in a lane which is quite tight really when you're trying to go up and down um, so 
the next day on Wednesday, I went down myself. I dropped Lon off at work. I went down at half past seven, thinking it'll be it'll be dead at that time. And I can get in and get all my lengths done. That'd be great. Still just as fucking busy. Uh, it was fully like hundreds of pensioners. It was either pensioners going at two mile an hour or some other folks in there thinking they're in the fucking Olympics. I couldn't. I couldn't find a happy medium. It sounds like well, if there's loads of pensioners in it, it sounds like that pool's the same as the pool at my school and just far, <laughs> yeah, far yeah. pass. Uh, do you wear Veruca socks when you go? No. Because leisure centres in Glasgow are rife with disease. <laughs> I am a... That's science. I'm actually, like, I'm actually like superhuman when it comes to like catching diseases, so I'm alright. Well, I can't... Wait, as soon as someone says leisure centre and they say a leisure centre in Glasgow or Scotland, I immediately think of just the, like a fucking junkie's bath, man. <laughs> Is that, is that a nice leisure centre? It's alright, eh? It's alright. It's alright? Uh, nah. Is there like floaters in the pool? No, there's no floaters in the pool. Mm. Heavy, heavy, like, chlorinated. Like, I, I don't trust a pool that doesn't have the occasional floater because it means that they're just kind of, they're just like lifting them out with a wee net and they're not actually cleaning the pool. Whereas if you get a pool that has a floater and they get rubbed out and they fucking drain the pool and they clean it properly, then I trust that pool because I know that they've not had a floater because the pool's clean. Well, they might they might actually do that. I don't know if they do that. No, I've only been twice, but they certainly um, the times that I go is adults only. So surely nobody's going to be leaving floaters. You think that, but I think I think all pools, if there's a floater, it's usually an adult. I, I think kids have too much respect for themselves <laughs> to, to shit in a pool. But anyway, I'm glad you I'm glad you're swimming. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm having a barbecue, and well, I'm not. Lena's having a barbecue for a birthday on Saturday, and you're going to be there, and you're going to cook, and it's going to be delightful. I'm happy to do so. And I get to look at your new swimmer's calves, or arms, or whatever swimmers get. Uh, it'll be it'll be arms. It'll be my shoulders, probably. My I don't really. I, I can't really coordinate and kick my legs at the same time, so they don't really get to work it. So, are you actually swimming, or are you paddling? <laughs> No, I am. I'm swimming. I'm swimming. I'm going to look. If if I if I don't, uh, I'll keep skipping leg day, and I'll look like uh, Joe Swanson from Family Guy. I'll look like I've been in a wheelchair for the majority of my life. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so next week is your pick because the group still don't get one because they fucking ruined it all with that Lindsay Lohan film. So it's Scott's pick. Hopefully, he'll watch the film. Even if it's not got subtitles. Hopefully I'll actually remember it. I think we're, we're the worst for that. You, you're bad for actually finishing a film and I am terrible for remembering anything. Yeah. We've, we've picked the um, the good the best hobby uh, that plays to our strengths, you see. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Uh, the, our lessons are just continually going up, which is brilliant, and there's a lot of good kind of chat and feedback going on in the group. If you listen to the podcast under the stairs, you should check out uh, Scott and myself on Duncan's recent episode, the bonus episode, where we go on to talk about the new Puppet Master film, which, by the way, is the dog's fucking bollocks. It's so good. It's really good, yeah. Uh, So you can go and check that out, which you should do, because it's a brilliant show anyway. And the fact that me and Scott are on it makes it twice as sexy. Is that, is that okay to say that? That Duncan's sexy, but then when we go on, it's twice as sexy? We're not offending anyone, are we? Maybe just ourselves. 
Well, I'm really saying that twice as sexy because I had the sexiness, so... Right, okay. You're, you're just kind of... So just, so, just, so just me then? Uh, you're just the fucking a fodder. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, go check that out. Uh, join their group and check their podcast out. I think Scott gets it quite tight in one of the recent episodes from Baz, although I've still not got to that bit yet. Mm, I do a wee, I do a bit. You get a wee bit of it as well. Oh, do it. Well, I, I'm used Aye. to it. I actually have got a package to send Baz where see how he keeps asking for dirty Polaroids of us. Then I have arranged some dirty Polaroids <laughs> and they are going to him along with a book. So he will receive that very soon and I hope he masturbates furiously over them. Uh, <laughs> so keep listening, keep telling everyone about the show uh, and yeah come and say hi yep as always you can find us on facebook if you type uh, facebook forward slash uh, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash scotland versus evil uh, in your search bar site type scotland versus evil and google if you search scotland versus evil you will find that we will come up on a few of the searches in amongst the uh, uh, teen wolf tv show fan fiction of the two characters scott and Lee, liam shagging each other um, <laughs> you can find us on Twitter at Scott and Liam Versus and you can find us on Instagram at Scott and Liam Versus Evil we're in and about all these social medias uh, contact us interact uh, with us Scott I wish you all the best in your new swimming career thank you and I will see you on Saturday and I'll see you guys well I won't see you guys I will talk to you guys next week Thanks.